Hey, Aaron, good morning and welcome to the podcast, Know the One You Live With. And um, uh, I have the special guest today with me, Aaron. Um, I met him through Jay Shetty um, Certification School for, for coaching. And um, he has quite a good, interesting topics that, um, that are so useful for everyone uh, to know and to understand. So I would let Aaron introduce himself and uh, we will talk about the topic after his introduction. Great. Thanks, Saguna. I appreciate you having me. It's a, uh, it's a pleasure to be here and great to see you again. Um, yeah, I'm Aaron Trahan. I'm the founder of Performance Mindset Coaching. Um, you know, I the, the background behind my coaching practice is all around performance and success and helping individuals and organizations uh, reach their full potential. Um, everyone has a desire, in my opinion, to see better results and better performance uh, in at least some area of their, of their life. And so um, I think systems and frameworks and models are incredibly helpful in helping people accelerate that path uh, from good to great. Uh, my background is the past 15 years, um, I've you know, spent that time in senior level executive uh, roles, both on the corporate side of things and also in the past five to six years uh, on the startup uh, side of things. So I've uh, I've been able to taste both sides of the spectrum in terms of uh, publicly traded corporate environments, as well as um, more lean and scrappy kind of startup environments. And ultimately, what led me to doing what I'm doing today is my passion for uh, working directly with people, strategy, operations, you know, go-to-market execution, all of that's great. But my passion is really being able to work with high-performance, high-achieving individuals um, and helping create a path and, and co-create a journey for them uh, to reach their full potential. That's so great, Aaron, because it, it doesn't matter how many processes, tools, or uh, you know, systems that you have, but if you don't have a person who understands how to go about it and also how to lead. If you're in an executive level, you need to understand how to lead the people beneath you, right? So it's a, it's a very good uh, purpose that you have found in your life. And I think it's going to impact a lot of people out there. But the main topic that we are going to discuss today is about goal setting. And 2023 has started and yes. we all have these goals. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And we start so big and high in, in the starting of the year, but um, they seem to fade away as the year goes by. So tell me, setting goals is, is a good thing or a bad thing? And setting multiple goals at the same time. Um, I don't know how that is going to work. If one goal doesn't work, will all this multiple goals fail? Yeah, you're, you're so right. We're, we're at the point uh, in time where it seems like every time you turn around, you're hearing about someone's new goal, someone's new initiative, um, you know, new year, new you. You know, all of that's great. And and I do believe that goals and the process of goal setting uh, is helpful to add clarity to where you want to go, where, where you want to see a desired end result. Um, while that's true, 
not enough, in my opinion, not enough talk uh, is happening around the downside to goals. Right. Um, and while goals are great, I, I think that the process of goal setting uh, is even more important to where the end goal actually is. All the things that need to be true to achieve the goal, how you measure, how you monitor, how you stay accountable to that are all things that's that's dramatically important. Into the back half of your question around mo multiple goals, right. I think that's where the slope could get even more slippery, so right. to speak. Because I think, you know, as our conversation unfolds, I think a common theme that your listeners will will hear is, you know, simplicity is key. Right. Focus is key. Um, you know, time is one thing, but energy is something totally different. And so if you can't put the vast majority of your energy behind something that's very crisp, very clear, very articulate. Um, the achievement and results and performance behind making progress towards that goal um, can, you know, you can start to see kind of a diminishing return. So yeah. I'm a big fan of keeping it simple, keeping it focused. And so obviously the more goals you have, the tougher goal execution becomes. See, uh, in December, I have set my mind to have a lifestyle goals. Each day mm -hmm. I set one thing to that I want to change this year. Some are uh, mind goals because mm -hmm. them being positive, staying positive, are it, it's a behavioral goal. And some are like more of physical goals, like, you know, losing weight or eating one time or things like that, which are, which are concerned to my body. Mm -hmm. Because I always feel mind and body are very much connected. Totally. And also, um, though, though I set all these goals, I, I saw the challenge to follow through because some are very easy like practicing yoga, sitting and doing meditation are very easy for me because these are my practices. Mm -hmm. But the others, which are like the new ones, you know, just staying positive in, a, in any situation. It took me a lot of mindfulness to be like that. Mm -hmm. So, and, and you're right, as you said, it's very hard to follow through so many goals at the same time. But as you, as you said, if we can measure it to understand your progress and tweak it in the way that is it really achievable mm -hmm. or not, you know, reflecting back is, is something that everybody has to do, I guess. But yeah, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you're, you're, you're hitting the, the nail on the head. And I think, you know, around goal setting and one of the points that I made in, in my blog post was, you know, the, the, the structure at which you put around the goal is such a contributing factor to either the success or failure of the goal itself. Yeah. So the goal, that shiny object, that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that we're all chasing Mm -hmm. um, that's nothing more than the output generated from a collection of, of inputs that serve as, as habits and routines. Yeah. Um, and so too much focus put on the output and not enough focus put on the day-to-day, -day, week in, week out, month in, month out, all the steps that have to happen consistently 
to get to that output, um, people in the excitement of a new year, new you, goal setting, they tend to overlook all the different steps and details and, and the things that need to happen uh, within that structure to set up the goal and focus a bit too much on that end result. Yeah. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but when there's too much focus on that end result and not enough focus on the details of what needs to be true to obtain yeah. that end result, the first inconvenience, the first form of resistance, the first curveball that life or a busy schedule throws your way um, makes it so easy to kind of knock you off course um, on that big goal to where it, and not to, um, not to, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot for all of a sudden that end goal to seem like a mountain that's just too, too tall to climb. Uh, and the goal ends up never being achieved. But do you think it is because of we are more, we want instant results without putting in that consistent effort? Oh, of course. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, I, I, and I think that's, that statement could be applied through so many things across society right now is I, I think we're looking for, um, I mean, you just look at the, the, the titles of books on the New York times bestseller. I mean, there's no shortage of things out there. Do these three things, do these five things, yeah. you know, uh, 30 minutes a day to, to achieve this success, or you can make a hundred thousand dollars in six months doing this. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, everything in life, it feels, you always have these blinking signs everywhere you look of the quick fix, um, right. the instant gratification, just the, right. the, the cheap dopamine hits from, right. uh, social media. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the numbers are the numbers. And, and if you kind of look at the, the success and failure rate behind new year's resolutions, it, you know, it speaks to you know, goals and changing habits and achieving bigger and bolder things for yourself yeah. is there is no quick fix. It, this yeah. is, it's a, it's a process. It's a journey where continuous improvement, getting better every single day, kind of the 1% rule, 1% yeah. better every single day, yeah. doing the right things on a consistent basis. Um, it doesn't sound as sexy and it won't sell as no. many books being on the front cover, no. but <laughs> th there's, there is no substitute to that. And I was so surprised to see the numbers that you have posted in your blog. And mm -hmm. speak speak to us more about why goals fail. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's and it's pretty pretty interesting. And so the numbers you're speaking to is is some numbers that I found on an organization doing a survey specifically around the success rates of New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. uh, and what they found was. 23% of people that participated in the survey um, essentially admitted to giving up on their goal within the first week of January. So wow. almost a quarter of the people that set a New Year's resolution had already kind of thrown in the towel week one. Wow. When you fast forward to the end of month January, so we're one month in to people's new habits, new goals, New Year's resolutions, a whopping 64% had thrown in the towel within the first month, never even make it out of the month of January. Wow. Um, and so what that looks like in terms of a success rate for the annual, uh, for on an annualized basis at the end of the year, what percent of people actually felt that they achieved success uh, in achieving their New Year's resolution? It was less than 9%. I even think that number is a bit too aggressive. I, I would even peg it probably closer to a, 
a mid to low single digit. But regardless, that tells us that when we set new personal growth and personal development goals for ourselves, which typically happens at the start of each new year, there is a greater than a 90% failure rate in yeah. achieving those new goals. And so um, anytime that there's a 90% failure rate in anything, I think it, it makes you kind of sit back and say, well, that system is clearly broken. Yeah. Um, and I think to more specifically answer your question, I, I think the structure and the process at which goals are set and then plans put in place to go achieve those goals is that fundamental broken system for so many people that yeah. creates such an astronomically high failure rate. Um, and, and to touch a little bit about that, I think when you go a, la a layer deeper, mm -hmm. I think when you think about the different types of goals people set in the blog, I kind of broke it, broke it down into really two main big buckets or, or categories. Um, and it's really broken into infinite goals mm -hmm. and then finite goals. Okay. And I think the problem, the vast majority of new personal development, new personal growth goals, um, the vast majority fall into that finite goal category. And so a finite goal is, is simply stated, it's, it's, you know, by definition, it's limited in scope. It usually centers around a single accomplishment. And so many people, um, especially tied to a New Year's resolution, is it's all something health related, something uh, could be a, a weight loss goal. And so right. their, their finite goal is I just, I want to lose 20 pounds. Right. Uh, I want to do it by the end of the year. So it's very singular in focus. So if you step back and think about all the different things, the personal psychology that goes into a finite goal is you're doing a lot of things that may not be sustainable to reach the finish line. So you're putting in your, your, doing these new fad diets, you're, you know, going from not running at all to trying right. to run five miles a day. So you're doing all of these different things that are very hard to build habits around. And in fact, probably won't be sustainable over the long term. And so and that's, and that's again, related to you want instant results, right? That's right. That's right. And, and then let's say, for example, you even you set your mind to it. You're very focused. You 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 want to do it. So you do all these different things and you create a crash course for yourself to lose that 20 pounds with a finite goal. What happens on the on the very next day that you achieve it? A lot of times, all those things that went into achieving the goal weren't sustainable. It was all in an effort to kind of chase the, the reward. Once mm -hmm. the reward is received, there's nothing on the back end of that. And so how many times have you come across someone who's lost weight, they're doing really good, they hit their goal. And then what happens with almost lightning speed, they put it back on within a couple of weeks. It's because yeah. the goal was finite. So when they mm -hmm. set the goal, it had a very distinguished finish line with mm -hmm. nothing behind it. So once they achieved it, they're like, oh, I achieved it. Let's celebrate. This is a major accomplishment all those habits, all those things that weren't sustainable doesn't continue after goal achievement mm -hmm. and they just slide right back, you know, into it. And so um, I think there's downsides around, you know, goal setting, especially with finite goals of doing the right things to achieve the goal, A, and then not continuing to do the right things after the goals achieved, if they're able to achieve it. Um, 
on the back end of that. And so I think that's a big, a big factor in what I'm seeing and experiencing around why goals fail and even the goals that do some sometimes get achieved through non-sustainable habits and practices. Um, you kind of give back the gains so quickly. I was just thinking when you're talking, you know, with me, there are certain goals that I really achieve. If I said that this year I'm going to start off doing some certifications and, you know, progress in learning certain things, I'm very good at achieving. At the end of the day, at the end of the year, if I have to sit in checklist, I, I might have done all of it. But there are certain other goals, you know, like after the pandemic hit, my uh, eating habits and my schedule has been all um, messed up because staying at home, cooking different times and eating. Getting back to what I was before pandemic has become really challenging. Maybe mm. because it has been, I had the access to the kitchen very easily or, you know, I'm, I'm giving the reasons that I'm cooking for my children and that's why I feel like eating. So these goals are very, very hard to achieve. Though I had a pattern of lifestyle, getting back to that pattern has become challenges. Mm -hmm. So I don't know whether it, does it fall under finite or infinite uh, goals? I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think a good place to start is, is making sure that's, that your goals are more of the infinite um, place. And so it's, you know, then a, a goal is more of an overarching meaning. It's a place that you're always striving to get to. And mm -hmm. whether you achieve it or not is largely... Um, largely irrelevant, right? It's more of a star. It serves as your compass. It's that daily gravitational pull that's, you know, kind of pulling you into the direction to form the right habits, form the right behaviors, form the right routines that get you on a daily basis, consistently closer to that, to that North star. Um, and I realized that. Yeah. And it's so, so important to where the goal is more of an overarching meaning with who you want to be, who you want to become. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, it's just that as you're so aware of this, it's, it's not all about the destination, all right. the growth, all the, all the development happens along the journey. Yeah. And so making sure that that journey is a continued evolution of progress and, and daily improvements, getting 1% better every single day, um, I think is, is so key to sustaining all of the habits, routines, uh, new behaviors that are going into that North Star goal, that, that goal of ultimately being a healthy individual and maintaining a certain weight under this right. or maintaining a certain body fat percentage, whatever, whatever the goal is, right. it's not finite to where there's, there is no end. There is no finish line. You're always going to be evolving uh, and developing and growing along the journey to, to um, always be chasing that, that North star goal that you have, that is by definition of the bucket, that infinite goal. It's always going to be that thing that pulls you to keep getting better and better and better and better. Yeah. So this brings to the, to, for me to understand that my habits are very, very important, mm -hmm. you know, and following through on those habits is, is what will help me to constantly be mindful about my goal setting. Right. 
So talk to me more about these habits that we have to build along the way um, to achieve or to maintain a lifestyle, mm -hmm. the kind of lifestyle that you really want. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of where it starts, right? Is 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 it's changing our relationship with the goal. Um, right. And so mm -hmm. when you can change your relationship with the goal of it not being the destination that you have to achieve, and if you don't achieve it, it's failure. If you mm -hmm. achieve it, it's success. Let's just maybe change that relationship and that perspective that we have, where the goal becomes our North Star compass that's pulling us in a direction of continued improvement and continued uh, our quest towards personal mastery, if you will. Right. So then what sits below that is, you know, something that I talked about in the blog is it really comes down to then focus and simplicity. And mm. you know, we talked about this early on in the conversation of like what you experience when, when there's just too many goals, your, mm. your energy, your effort, your focus is, is segmented and fragmented in so many different ways where I bring up the Pareto principle of right. the 80-20 rule. And so around any big goal, any big initiative, what are going to be the few inputs, just the 20% the, the of things that you can do that give you the biggest bang for the buck? So what's the 20% that one or two items that make up all of the inputs that generate roughly 80% of the productivity? Right. And you can even go a layer deeper. Once you know kind of what the general 80-20 rule is, yeah. go a layer deeper. What's that 20% item that makes up the 20% that then generates the 80% of the 80%? And so if you have kind of that annual, that annual goal, what's the, I mean, focusing on those one few, one or two few items that you can really focus in on, you know, what needs to be true that you have to achieve within the first six months to be on track to achieve your 12 month target. Yeah. Work back from that. What mm. needs to be true? What, what is the one thing you must achieve in the first three months to be on track to achieve your six month target? Yeah. You can go as granular as you want down to the day. What's right. the one thing, what's the one big 20% item that I must achieve today to get me on pace to achieve my weekly goal? Right. And Absolutely. so I think it. I think it all speaks to the, the structure you're putting around the goals where you go through that exercise, you pause, zoom out for a second, all of a sudden that end goal doesn't carry a whole lot of weight. It's out there, it's, it, it's your North Star, but that's not what you're focused on on a day in, day out basis. You're focused on the small, daily, incremental steps, the thing you can do today yeah. to hit your weekly goal. The thing to, you know, what's the weekly goal that allows you to hit the monthly goal? What's the monthly goal that allows you to hit the quarterly goal? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it, and it kind of speaks to that, that simplicity and that focus. If you can find kind of the, uh, the 80, 20, you know, role in anything that you're doing to know what that, what that one or two most critical items can be yeah. that are going to make the biggest impact for you. So this is what I started doing when when it, I told you about my eating habits, which mm -hmm. were like uh, no time, any time is a eating time for me. It has become like that after pandemic. Then I sat back and I realized what what is one small change I can do to get back to my original habits, mm -hmm. which I lost. Yeah. And that one thing was not to eat 
in irregular time. Mm. So when I started shifting that one thing, I could I could see that my behavior started changing. And after that, you know, then I started adding the things that I used to do, like drink certain amount of water, uh, you know, uh, eat certain amount of vegetables, not going for process. So I started adding on to that. And that has helped me to come to a, you know, certain, certain, I can say, I can, I cannot say I have achieved everything, but I'm still, as you said, I have my North Pole of, mm-hmm. you know, having a sustainable weight and holding it off for a longer time. So it, it, you're, you're it on the journey, so, you're on the yeah. journey and that's, that's beautiful. And, and, and I think your approach is absolutely brilliant because the one, let's just call it a misconception that so right. many people have is it sounds easy to say, take small daily actions, continuous yeah. improvement, 1% better every day. Um, never judge yourself for taking an action that may seem so small because yeah. you always, you know, that, that 1% is just the 1%. Keep finding those daily wins that you can do no matter how small it is because yeah. you're building momentum. And exactly what you just said, you then start to create these new, small, incremental habits yeah. that makes it so much easier to stack on a new habit and then stack yeah. on a new one and then stack on a new one. Um, and when you're able to really get those new, very small, very incremental habits ingrained, you're building an incredibly strong foundation yeah. versus like we talked about with the infinite goal, um, you're, that's a house of cards because yeah. all of the things that are going into achieving the goal can never be sustained. So yeah. I, I applaud you on, on your approach because that's that's yeah. an absolutely beautiful way on how to build a strong foundation that's yeah. going to be long lasting and going to be sustainable. Yeah, because I told myself, I, I have I, I have lost everything that I have, you know, my lifestyle that I've built all this while. I don't blame it on pandemic, but it also gave me a reflection that, okay, this is not just now, right? So even if I retire, if I'm like this, if I don't have my structure and if I don't make it as a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you will mindlessly eat anytime, anything, whatever you want. But if you have to sustain this, this, this behavior, it is a behavioral change and mindfully changing it slowly and at the same time, accepting myself however I am and telling myself it's going to take time, but I'm going to get there. Yeah. So, so beautifully said. And it it reminds me of a quote from one of my favorite books, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And a quote that just always stays top of mind for me is his quote in the book that says, the trajectory of your life bends Mm -hmm. in the direction of your habits. Absolutely. And it's so true. We're talking about this conversation around setting goals, putting the right structure around your goal, um, finite goals versus infinite goals. Because if you can't continue implementing and executing the habits, the routines and the behaviors that lead to a continuous improvement, it's, you know, you're always going to be faced with the the numbers that we talked about greater than 90% failure rates on a lot of your personal development and growth goals, because the 
the trajectory gets broken because those habits and routines can't be sustainable. And oftentimes celebrating an achievement is, is, is the start of the downslide back to where you kind of started from. It's like, yeah. I achieved it. I lost the 20 pounds. Let's go out and have a big meal and celebrate. And yeah. um, guess what? It's damn hard to continue those good habits the very next day after you've just kind of let yourself slide like that because there's no structure on the backside of that goal yeah. achievement. It's you've yeah. achieved it. It's time to celebrate. You feel good about yourself. Rightfully so. But now, now what happens? Now, can you continue that progress? And so yeah. many people, uh, according to the data, really, yeah. really struggle with that. Yeah. I mean, I challenged myself last year. Okay, I'm going to start from Monday. And Monday to Friday, it used to slip. And then I tell myself, Saturday, Sunday, I'll start from Monday. And it never happens. And then I, I told myself, it's not Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. It, it, it's a habit that I have to stick to it every single day and That's right. follow through. And that is where the start is. Yeah. And it's where I'm going to sustain then going like this, telling myself Monday to Friday and Saturday, Sunday. And <laughs> so tell me how you think we, we all or to the listeners, how do you think you can help with goal setting and uh, what are the steps? I think, uh, I think you have beautifully described until now um, mm -hmm. what things people have to focus on, but any uh, closing notes that you have about it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's thinking in terms uh, it's really systems thinking, I guess would be the right. easiest way to say it. Cause we've talked about several different things now as a listener, if you can take a step back and think about how you take all these different independent things and put them together in a system. Um, and so take the goal, change the perspective. It's now your North star. It's now a compass. That's, that's just kind of what is going to keep pulling you to keep delivering consistent, uh, continuous improvement day over day. Great. What are, what are the small, you know, what or, or let's start first with what's let, let's execute the 80, 20 rule. So what, right. what are those few items that are going to make the biggest impact in driving my improvement to get there? Right. Still that down. What are the smallest daily actions that I can start taking and implementing on a day in day out basis? How do I measure this? How do I monitor this? Right. How do I know if it's a three month goal or six month goal? At the end of week one, where should I be? At the end of week two, where should I be? So are you working backwards down to the most granular level to right. where it actually means something for you today and tomorrow? Not just looking up and thinking about where you want to be 12 months from now. That's way too abstract. And it's going to be so easy to lose focus on that if you don't have your goals broken down into the most bite-sized you know, form that show up for you on a day-in, day-out basis. And so it's really just connecting it all. But in closing, there's another component that we haven't talked about um, that is so critically important, and that's accountability. Mm, I think that's where, that's where so many things fall off track. And so this is a good challenge for all of us as individuals and say, Let's let, let's say we executed the first part of that system. We kind of got our North Star. We've broken down our goals. We're focused on the 80-20. We know the small daily actions we want to start taking. 
What does your stakeholder group look like? Who knows about this goal? Have you posted it on social media? Have you told friends and family? Do you yeah. have an account, uh, an accountability partner? Do you, or are you working with a coach that's helping you stay there? Right. Um, because especially when it comes to big, bold initiatives and goals, if it stays a secret and it's quiet and the only person that knows about it is that little voice in your head, that's it. Um, there's a little thing called the comfort zone that shows mm-hmm. up. And I tell people all the time, the comfort zone is the best salesperson on the planet. Oh, it, yeah. will, <laughs> it will convince you to not stretch, to not challenge yourself, yep. not do new things that makes you uncomfortable. And yeah. so if that's the only voice that knows about this goal, it will trick you into not achieving it. Absolutely. And so accountability is usually that major differentiator between people who consistently achieve the results they want to see yeah. versus the, the 90 plus percent that say their goal was a failure because there was no accountability. And um, I think we're all smart individuals, but but history has shown yeah. It's very difficult for us to hold ourselves okay. accountable and ourselves only yeah. um, to big, bold, new goals. And so I think accountability and an, an accountability mechanism, ideally externally, through a partner, through a coach, through um, making your goals known to the universe yeah. is an absolutely critical ingredient towards goal achievement. I so agree on this because... Whenever I'm starting on telling uh, on a certain path, I tell my children, you know, I tell my children that, hey, I'm going to stop sugar from today. So whenever that comfort zone that you talked about is like, let me just have a little bit of sugar in my tea today. And from tomorrow, I'm going to stop. And there goes my daughter. She says, Mama, you said no sugar from today. <laughs> and that's like okay. a great accountability partner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a stopping partner for me. I'm like, seriously, you really have to point that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you yeah. know, that's and, and, yeah, and that's and quite frankly, that's what that's what is a big and I call it the 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 big separation item between yeah. people who really want to achieve next level results, who truly want to reach their full potential and become the best versions of themselves. Yeah. It's a reason just about every high performer across every industry that you're, that, that you look to hires a coach because high achievers typically have the biggest targets, the biggest goals, the things that are, that are going to make them the most uncomfortable. Yeah. And they, they plan and invest in Things like coaching, coaching that prevent yeah. that single point of failure because they know it's going to be so easy. The probability of not achieving that goal is yeah. going to happen if it's just them holding themselves accountable. <coughs> I'm sorry about that. But absolutely, when when I started uh, you know, saying it loud on, on my post on Instagram all through December, one thing that I have realized for myself is that when I say that I'm going to stay positive and I say it aloud, when I'm, my mind is going negative, it kicks in. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I think what you're saying is, is so important. And, and it's all around, you know, when you're trying to build and change habits, when you're trying to create new habits and maybe kill some unserving habits, just 
putting things out in the open and in public is almost a just a as small as it may be it's yeah. almost it, it almost serves as friction kind of back to you know atomic habit principles you're creating friction to not achieve your goals yes. and that's that's incredibly important so when there are accountability stakeholders there is someone helping you watch out are you doing the right things on a daily weekly basis that are leading towards progress towards your north star goal yeah um it shows up in such an incredibly impactful way um because if the only person holding us accountable is that little comfort zone voice in our head absolutely we're we're in trouble yeah we are in trouble and i have seen it over and over again with uh, with how i fell off of my habits and getting back to it because my comfort zone is always telling it's okay today you're not yeah. too fat it's not going to hurt you you know but that led me to a to a stage where i have to take action mm -hmm. so i'm sorry my my throat is acting up now oh it's okay yeah but um, i i really enjoyed this because this is a reflection that every human being has to go through i guess with goal setting and um, how you want to achieve your goals is again individual based but at the same time, as with everything that we have around, there's also a strategy for goals. That's and right. You, you rightly said that having a coach makes you accountable, you know, helps you stay on that track and uh, help you with, with performance, high performance, like, like you said. And if mm -hmm. you want to change your life, you have to change not only the way you think, there are certain times that investment into a coach is really going to be helpful for people. I, so, I couldn't couldn't agree more because there's so much more behind that, right? It's like if, if you have a bad week or a bad couple weeks, who is it that you have around you and in your life that's going to ask the questions, what got in the way? What needs to be recalibrated? What can we reflect and learn on? What didn't work about our plan that we need to re-strategize on and re um, you know, reflect on a new approach. Yeah. That exercise to make sure because look, life, life is going to happen. We're all going to have resistance that shows up in all kinds of different ways. So if you don't have that ability to have that thought partnership, that accountability mechanism, and I highly recommend a coach because there is no better system, yeah. um, it's going to be extremely difficult to navigate those obstacles and challenges that absolutely will show up along the journey. Yeah. to keep you on track to being your best self. Yeah. And I always saw that, you know, with this SWOT analysis and all these things that, that we do in organizations, it's not just for organizations. It's about you as well. You know, mm -hmm. you need to reflect what's working well, what's not working well. What and is why? You want to, yeah. And what's, what's the why behind why? each one? Why are you doing really, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think everything is interrelated. The, your performance at work is related to you as a personality at home itself. Mm -hmm. And it starts there. And your habits, which you have at home, reflect the habits you have at work. It's all and mindset. Yeah, it's all mindset. Absolutely. So I really, really thank you for this conversation because I think I also need it. <laughs> to hear it from you um and uh i think we can post the 
blog post that you have, uh, um, you know, written um, in this podcast. If the, you know, if anybody wants to reach you and hear about uh, your, uh, you know, all the, all your blogs that you post. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, and I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. So that's where I'm, I'm, I probably show up the most where I'm, I, I'm most active. So yeah. yeah, would be happy to connect and, uh, and, and talk to anyone uh, about how to kind of take your goals, your habits, your routines, right. uh, and overall life performance to a whole new level. New level. Yeah, definitely. And thank you so much. And uh, we are going to wrap up now. It was a great pleasure. Thank you. Yeah.